there is a lot happening today. Okay, first, we've got a new idea for the pod that we want your thoughts on. The, the listeners, the viewers, let us know how you think about it. Two, we've got a very, very important, special, distinguished guest. We'll get into all that on Locked On Syracuse. It starts right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is your Thursday episode of Locked On Syracuse. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He is Owen Valentine. Thanks for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free. We are available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Uh, Before we get to the special guest and the excitement that comes with it, uh, first, we got to pitch this idea. Okay. We were talking to the guys over at Lockdown Senators, the Ottawa Senators, a couple of really good guys over there. If you like hockey, particularly the Ottawa Senators, I would go listen to that podcast. I don't know what this is going to do for you other than that, but that's a good podcast if you're a Senators fan. Anyway, they were telling us about a segment they do that I found very intriguing. They have a fan of the podcast and, of course, the team on once a week to share their takes about the team, share whether or not they agree with the host, disagree, whatever. Uh, And they said it was a good idea. I think it's a good idea, and I want to hear what the listeners have to say. Would you guys be interested in that? Obviously, it'd be one person a week. I don't know yet how we'll decide who it is, but that's something that I and Owen are interested in doing. So let us know. Email us uh, at... Hello, Syracuse 44 at Gmail. Just reply on the YouTube comments. Tweet at us at LO underscore Syracuse on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Anyway, without further ado, our special guest for today, Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus is with us. Max, thank you for being here. Thank you guys for having me. I feel like this is your first, uh, you know, you said you're starting, you're starting that, you know, having the fan. on. I feel like this is your first fan coming on the podcast. I was true before I should have said that. I watch you guys literally every day. I mean, you you two are two of my closest friends. So it's like, I I know you guys already, but like, I I literally, I, you know, you two were my dream pairing when I, when I saw that Tyler and Tim were, were leading lockdown Syracuse, like dude, bones and Owen have to host the show. And now you two are, you're killing it, and I watch it literally all the time. So, I'm, Max, yeah, it's your, it's your first fan. We appreciate the love and support. That's awesome. Pod every day. You're you're the ideal fan. Um, so we appreciate oh, have you, you giving away on. tickets yet? Real quick, have you given away any of the? Uh... <laughs> Almost. We are we're under 200 YouTube subs away. Um, I might have accidentally slipped in the first one. 2,000 Twitter followers would do it as well. Ooh. We're 116 away from that, so it's going to be neck and neck. Four pack, maybe a five pack. <laughs> but as I'm you trying to call this out on Twitter, right now. <laughs> uh, Max called us out on Twitter uh, or called That's me so out. Funny. It was the scene from the other guys where uh, the the hot dog vendor says free hot dogs for life. 
but no drinks. And so I'm, I'm <laughs> I apparently, can't afford it. <laughs> I'm apparently the no drinks guy for the family of six. So hopefully <laughs> that doesn't happen. That was I, that clip made me die laughing when you guys posted that. I was I was crying when that was posted. But yeah, we're excited. Like we we want we Anger always tweet. hear there. It is. <laughs> <laughs> for youtube viewers the tweet is on the screen there, there you see my, my twitter following there only one like and it was from owen valentine <laughs> <laughs> the very niche oh, tweet no. was, we were, we're so tweet. excited it's a great tweet anyway we're excited we want people in the dome so i figured you know i'll, I'll put my money where my mouth is get to the dome on on my dollar uh if little if do you know owen up is banking on us not hitting that number. He just wants to look <laughs> like he's a giving guy. He's sabotaging. They've got some I awesome say games this. coming up, man. This be, Based on would... what I've seen, the uh, the Notre Dame tickets could break my bank, uh, break my <laughs> bank account uh, unless yeah. those numbers start going down. <laughs> those Notre Dame tickets are looking a little steep at the moment, so <laughs> hopefully maybe we uh, we can sit back and, and get a little Florida State action instead, save me a few bucks. All right. Uh now let's get to the actual reason you're here, Max, other than our good jolly time. Um, <laughs> Syracuse football has been good, and I bet you're surprised about it because both of us are, and so is everybody else. And if you say you aren't, you're lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Syracuse, of course, 5-0, and 59 to zip win over a team that shouldn't be playing D1 football. Uh, and they've got a lot of talent on the roster. Uh, I think it's there's a chance and there's an argument that there's more talent on this team's roster than the 2018 roster. So we want to ask you today how many guys and who and what are the chances guys are going to the NFL? Yeah, they're they're actually a good amount, which is uh, interesting to say for a Syracuse perspective. Yeah, you guys mentioned, like, surprising start is putting it lightly. Like, if you asked me, you know, five and seven, I would be like, yeah, that's probably what I expect Syracuse to be. They're guaranteed to go at least five and seven right now, which is something yeah. that I never thought – uh, would happen five and zero for the first time in what forty years basically that has happened. Um, so yeah, brutal second half of schedule. So it might get a little ugly after that. But hey, they're they're here already, which is great. But yeah, you mentioned you know some guys. Garrett Williams is a guy that uh, our lead draft analyst at PFF, Mike Renner, loves. Uh, he hasn't updated his draft board just yet, but right now he's got Garrett Williams number sixteen overall. So this could be wow. Syracuse's first first round pick. That's and crazy. You guys probably know better than me. Was it Justin Pugh? Who I, was the last? Uh, I believe it was Pugh. Slipping someone. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I heard, missed someone completely. So I kind of believe it, but I'll look. So, yeah. So I, I, yeah. It would, at least a very long time. I think 2013, maybe even earlier than that. But uh, yeah, Garrett Williams is really high on our draft boards right now. He's not really put in a best situation for him. You know, they're, they're, he's a press man corner with his length, but Syracuse doesn't run any press man coverage at all. Uh, so he's kind of, you know, fitting a square peg in a round hole, so to speak, in that defense. Sean Tucker, we know him. We love him. He's pleased, hopefully, every week with his performance. Uh, he's another guy that we love at PFF. We have him a second-round grade on him right now, 54 overall. So he's an NFL running back. He's a guy that I cannot wait to draft in fantasy football next year. I'm immediately making my team name pleased uh, once I draft him. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's another guy. And, and then, like, Mikael Jones, dude, has been awesome this year. Like, he's, he's the man. Yeah. He's the man. Like he every he's just around the football all the time. Uh, he's got an 82.7 grade for PFF right now. He's one of the highest graded linebackers in the Power Five. Like he was a guy that I was like, oh, maybe he can make play on Sundays. Now, if the way he's playing right now, like I think he definitely could play on Sundays right now. So Mikel Jones, another guy that I would keep an eye on. And then Deuce Chestnut, I think he's another guy. He's got one more year. He's got to play at Syracuse. So not 2023, but 2024 draft. I think he's another draftable draftable guy for Syracuse. Okay, before we get into any of that, I do want to ask, you mentioned it just before you talked about Garrett. 
this upcoming stretch the team has is nuts. And yeah. do you think that that NFL talent will carry them through, or do you think they get smacked by a couple of the teams they're about to face? I'm looking at it right now, man. It it's tough. Like it, it's so it, tough. It's, yeah, I, it's I, it it's tough. I mean, it is hard for me to think of a, a harder stretch that they've no. had recently. I mean, it like Brent Dax said it really well before the season started that Syracuse has an eight-win roster and a five-win schedule. Turned out that there's a chance they have more than five wins on the schedule. But still, this upcoming stretch is absolutely bonkers. Uh, and, I mean, it's hard to pick more than a couple wins out of it. Although, Florida State and Pitt are, are looking worse and worse each week, though they're still really talented teams. Yeah, exactly. And like NC State, like, this is a gauntlet, man. Like you're going, you talk, think about like the best teams in the ACC. You think of Clemson, NC State, uh, Pitt. You could put up there too. Florida State and Wake Forest, obviously, has been really good. Syracuse plays all of them the next seven games, and they also got Notre Dame on the schedule, who's better than people think. You know, a lot of people wrote them off after the first two weeks. They've rebounded pretty nicely. I still think talent. Well, I don't think they should be ranked in the top twenty, but talent wise, they're probably a top twenty team in college football. Uh, Boston College should be a gimme for Syracuse, but. You know, you would tell me right now they're eight and four at the end of the season. That I would take that right now, and that sounds yeah, awful to say totally. when it's five and zero oh, and say, "Oh my god, you think they're going to go three and four to end the year after starting five and zero? Oh? Yeah, because that's how difficult the second half of the schedule is. Hundred percent. I, I we've been talking a little bit in terms of what success might be given a five and zero oh start. Obviously, relative to preseason ideas, this is a success for the yep. rest of the season, but I've been going back and forth. I'm like, I think eight and four, I would mark down as a success without question, but like seven and five with a bowl win. Would, oh, yeah. would you consider that success as well, given where they are right now? I, I would, yeah, I would take the seven and five plus a bowl win over eight and four in a bowl loss. I always like ending the year on a high note for Syracuse, which doesn't really happen too often, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would take that. I would definitely take that. And just to like, point out how difficult the schedule was. So according to PFF's metrics, Syracuse so far has played the 117th hardest schedule in the country. So like the 15th easiest schedule in the country. What's remaining is the ninth hardest schedule in college football. So you go from 117 to nine, like that is a pretty massive jump. And yeah, you know, it's been a magical start for Syracuse, but if they can like squeak by at the end, like it's, it could be tough. Honestly, like worst case scenario, they can go into that final game against Boston College needing to win to make a bowl game, which would be awful to end like that. But still, I could be I, classic I Babers era, though. I, I think that, I think it's a really classic. Week. They're Those gonna be five week. They're gonna be underdogs in every game besides BC. Like when I'm looking at it right now, I don't see a game that they're not gonna be underdogs in. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that Pitt game if Pitt. I mean, the pit didn't look great this last week, but that's like a, a very much a maybe, depending maybe on what Syracuse does. Too. Yeah, there's know, not. Man. You might be right in that they're they're not going to be favored the rest of the way through, except for BC. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's going to be um, difficult. Max always brings the numbers. We appreciate that <laughs> out of him. You know who else brings the numbers? Upside, our mm. sponsor Ooh. for today's episode. How about that for a segue? From cringing at the pump. 
to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant. Inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. I'm guessing that's probably you. With every purchase, you can earn cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use the promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business pay as usual with credit or debit card and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Okay. Back here on Lockdown Syracuse, Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with the wonderful Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus. We're talking Syracuse football as per usual. Um, there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, and, I, I'm, you know, instead of staying on one thing, Max, because I know we're taking a lot of your valuable time. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I was browsing you. TikTok before you called me. Yeah, <laughs> You're really not. Please keep me on as long as you can. I, I don't have to go back to my sad life, please. I <laughs> want to throw you through the gauntlet of lockdown. Seriously, you got me on that one. Um, <laughs> earlier this week, we talked college game day and whether Syracuse has a chance for college game day. Uh, we both decided no, they don't, but uh, we do have uh, an email this week from our email, locked our, what is it, LO Syracuse 44 sorry, there's so many things I have to remember, LO Syracuse 44 at Gmail, email us. Um, the email reads, this is from Damien, we appreciate your email, Damien, he says, okay, you don't think college game day is coming, which is fair, I think our best shot is FSU if they can come out of the next two games with some big wins, NC State and Clemson, but what do you think uh, about the Barstool College Football Show? Honestly, I didn't read that part of the question. Not as big as game day, but it's just starting and has a massive following, obviously could overtake game day in the next few years. What do you think about that, Max? I think that that could be a you possibility. I, that could be a possibility. Now, I know Hubs, Barstool Hubs, who Owen and I actually hung out with one time in Syracuse at Lucy's. Um, mm-hmm. He went to Syracuse, so I'm assuming like he would probably go to that too. Uh, that would maybe, be cool. Uh, Jake, Jake maybe Marsh. Jake Marsh. Uh, Jake Marsh. I forgot about Jake, our class, not our class, but only a couple years older than us. That would be cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, the NC State was tough because they game they just did NC State. I know it was at Clemson, but it was still an NC State game that they did, and they rarely try to you know do the same team twice in that short a span. Um, that's next week, right? Like I hate to say yeah. it, Penn yeah. State, Penn State, Michigan is next week. There too. are so that's, many games we've done. That's that. gonna there be, are so that, many games that are better games. Yeah, like Penn State, Michigan is gonna be two top ten teams. I, I doubt they would pass that up. Um, but hey, I mean they, they're going to Kansas. Uh, TCU this week so they're crossing off Kansas they've never gone to Kansas before they're doing it this week maybe they try to uh, get another school in there that's never had game day before in Syracuse but yeah I, NC State Syracuse maybe it's up there but again with NC State already getting it with the Clemson game and then with the Penn State Michigan and like you mentioned there's other huge games too that weekend it's gonna be tough I, I don't th- I don't think it'll happen but we'll see I haven't looked at the the schedule of games that week but i honestly like i never considered florida state on the back half of the schedule 
if Syracuse has a decent run, maybe they beat an NC State, you can lose to Clemson after that. And then Notre Dame and Pittsburgh, who knows what happens. Florida State could be a conversation. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give you that. But that was that was not something I considered when we discussed this earlier in the week. Oh, um, dude. I'm, look, I'm sorry, real quick. I'm looking at the schedule. There is <laughs> – I don't think there's a Schedule's tough. It's – you That's got – USC at Utah, that's six at 11. Number one, Alabama at number eight, Tennessee. I think Tennessee's already gotten game day, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, those are, I mean, damn, you could have three top 10 matchups. I, uh, that's tough. I don't, I don't know if game day will, will pass up that, but who knows? But maybe the, the Barstool maybe, show. Maybe the Barstool show, Jake, hosted by Jake Marsh and Hubs. You know, get rid of Big Cat and everyone else, just Jake Marsh and Hubs on there. That'd be great. <laughs> who knows? Well, Damien, who knows? That'd we be appreciate fun. your. We appreciate your your email, Damien. I did want 100%. him to think uh, he he gave it in a day after our mailback episode, so I had to make sure we got it in there. Um, <clears throat> okay, I want to go back to the draft stuff. Mm-hmm. The one guy I don't think you mentioned was Matthew Bergeron. I forgot to mention. What are the thoughts yeah. on Bergeron? I think he could def. I, I actually read, wrote him down. When you guys brought that up. I was like, all right, let me talk about Bergeron. He's been great. Uh, his pass blocking grade, 84.2. That's a really high grade. Run blocking grade, 72.8. So pretty good. Overall, 78.5. Like Matthew Bergeron has been a guy who's been really solid for a Syracuse offensive line that frankly hasn't had very solid players at all, really. And, and you know, our time at Syracuse and now even now, Matthew Bergeron's a guy that I think would be a guy who goes to the Senior Bowl. I know Jim Nagy, I think, has talked about him before, who's the director of the Senior Bowl. Um, he could probably get an invite to the Senior Bowl, and then who knows? If he has a great week at the Senior Bowl, yeah, he could definitely be a draft of prospect. And, you know, just looking at his PFF grade right now, like he's played well enough to get drafted. Yeah, he's yeah. playing in an offensive line that has been awful this year. Carlos Vettorello is attempting the world record for most false start and snap infractions by an offensive lineman. He's He's close to the record. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure he's trying to set it. Uh, and Chris Bleich and, and Kalon Ellis have been fine. Plenty of penalties on them, too. And Dakota Davis, he's been okay, as he has been for the 25 years he's played for Syracuse. Uh, but Bergeron's been the only guy on the offensive line that I've been like, all right, well, I know that guy's probably not going to screw up. Um, what do you think? Do you think there's an impact that he has to kind of bring up the rest of the line in some way? I think there definitely is. I, and I think he's kind of the only real good offensive lineman on Syracuse, like I mentioned. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely something like he kind of carries. It's weird to say he carries the offensive line because it's not really like that. Uh, they kind of work independently of each other, but they do work cohesively as a unit sometimes. And, yeah, he's, he's probably carrying a good portion of the weight, and he's doing a pretty good job of it. He's one of the 15 highest-graded tackles in the Power Five right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think Matthew Bergeron is a guy that, I would keep my eye on right now because his pass blocking has been terrific so far this year. His run blocking is good enough. Um, yeah, he's definitely and pass protection is the most important thing when you're evaluating offensive linemen. So Matthew Bergeron, yeah, I I definitely think he's a senior bowl candidate and ultimately a draftable candidate too. I want to veer a little bit away from uh, the NFL stuff, but more talk about whenever we we tweet our weekly PFF grades, those are all courtesy of Max. Uh, and so when we, I feel man. like every time I, I create that, Garrett Schrader is on that list. And I believe he was the number one PFF grade the first two weeks possibly or close yep. to in both of those weeks. I'm just curious from your perspective, right? You talked about how easy the schedule has been so far. How sustainable is what he's doing numbers-wise right now? Uh, 
I, I want to say it's sustainable, um, but the two games before, uh, you know, he had 90-plus grades against Louisville and UConn. Then, you know, 90-plus grade against Wagner, but against Wagner, like you guys mentioned before. Then, you know, Purdue is 63.6, Virginia 55.5. Like, he's shown some warts, and you're kind of like, ah, I don't know. You know, is, is this the Garrett Schrader that, you know, we, we saw in the first two games, or is it the Garrett Schrader that we saw last year? He's kind of showing a, some warts. I'm still optimistic, but like I said before, they got a gauntlet now. Now it's put up or shut up time for Garrett Schrader. He's going up against some really, really good defenses in Clemson. Wake Forest is a decent defense as well, and so does NC State and other schools. Notre Dame has a, has a lot of stars in their defense. I don't know. I, that's, that's ultimately going to be the deciding factor between Syracuse fighting with Boston College to get that sixth win or you know going in with seven or eight wins even uh, and can maybe have an eight and four or nine and three year. I think that's the ultimate deciding factor is whether or not Garrett Schrader can – you know, play as well as he did against the, the lesser opponents, or will he look like against Purdue or Virginia where he wasn't so good in those two games? He was running 12 yards backwards to take a sack. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've seen, I mean, that guy has been like the epitome of like a two-faced quarterback this season. I mean, I mm-hmm. have no idea what we're going to get from him any week in, week out. Um, and I kind of hope that like we can stick with the, I mean, of course, everybody hopes that he's going to play like he did in the first couple of games, but it's just like I there is like Owen every week does his confidence meter on Schrader. I, where is your confidence meter on him right now? I can't remember. It, it left off at 40, I think. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say it's still there. Actually, I'll say I'll say 45. I'll give him a 5 percent nod because he yeah. was literally actually, you know what? 50%. He was literally perfect against Wagner. I'll give he him was. a bonus boost. Okay. All right. But he was I, playing I, against a team that they had to shorten the quarters against. <laughs> I was know. Un- they could do that was, too. I didn't know they could do perfect. that. I saw yeah, a TikTok that, was astonishing. that uh, our other friend, Jaron May, sent me um, about how, like, it was some in terms of gambling, that game was like a total sham because if you took Syracuse um, spread, which was 54 and a half, mm-hmm. and it hit, it didn't count because technically they didn't play the whole game because they only played 10 minute quarters in the second half, yeah. which is nuts. They got their money back, but like you don't get the, the money for the win, I don't which know, I think is wow. crazy. How does Alabama's like, opponents never do that? I know. Like, like, just go, as Dino said, it was an agreement we're, between we're, men. Like, how are they not going to make save me? Like, dude, we're playing Madden rules right now. We're playing two minute quarters. All right. We're, we're getting two this over with. Yes. Accelerated clock. Give I me remember, something. So, just insider baseball. Owen and I were together this past weekend. Sorry, Bones, you, you couldn't make it, but we were together at a, at a restaurant and, you know, we we're, we we're all talking. And all of a sudden, Owen and I look at our phones, like 10 minute quarters. Like, dude, I didn't know this is like you could do that at all. It was like Pop Warner. Um, I, was, I, I thought it was a joke when they tweeted. Yeah, so did I. I was like, I, I was oh, like wow, that's that. really disrespectful. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> like, they're serious. Man, you're coming at Wagner pretty hard there. Like, I no, Wagner. Was, I, I, I didn't know. I, I, man, I think so many of Alabama's opponents probably saw that and they're probably like, wow, like that's a cheat code right there. We'll take our $2 million that they give us and we'll play the two anyway. minute quarters and we'll get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, occur, they'll be like a 14 nothing game just because it's an eight minute game and it'd be like all right we look great against them yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, i mean yeah that was absolutely nuts um, season long margin of victory <laughs> <laughs> oh man um 
All right. Well, I, I mean, so you think what seven players on this team are NFL guys? Garrett, Deuce, Tr- Sean, not Schrader. Sean? I mean, Schrader. Sean. Yeah. Uh, Schrader. What do you think about Schrader? Do you have a chance? I don't, I don't think so. I don't see him a chance because he's graded pretty high. I just don't but think. What is he going to do in an NFL? The guy can't that's, throw the football that's, consistently. I mean, Robert and I, I think, is like, he could have his He's pick. a god. He's like he could have his pick. There's so many Power Five jobs opening up right now. If I'm every single one of those schools, I'm going after him. I'm I'm con- yeah. at least giving him an interview because totally. You know, he made Brennan Armstrong one. We thought Brennan Armstrong here at PFF. We thought he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country heading into this year. Robert right. and I, and we thought Garrett Schrader. No offense, was no. I'm I'm going to Syracuse too, so I take offense to this. But we thought he was one of the worst. And all of a sudden, Robert and I leaves Virginia, comes to Syracuse. Brent Armstrong stinks right now. Like, he's bad. And Garrett Schrader goes from bad to great. The common denominator there shouldn't be ignored and that Robert and I is now calling plays for Syracuse. So, I think he's brilliant. I think he's creating a lot of open throws for, Sar- for Schrader. Um, the receivers look a lot better, too. Aronda Gadsden's a, a dude. I love that Amen. guy. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely think – I don't know. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. I think my brother might be going to Syracuse next year. I think Trader probably will still be the quarterback next year when he's there as a freshman. But yeah, I just I struggle. Maybe he gets a training camp invite. Maybe he plays in the XFL or, or CFL or something else. But NFL, I just I don't see. He's in made a couple conversations, of bones. He has, but I I think of Dungy. Yeah, I, I exactly. Yeah, Dungy. Like- Dungy is Schrader, but significantly better. Mm-hmm. In most, if not every, but Schrader run, Schrader runs better than than Dunchy did. I think not not better enough. Yeah. I don't know if that's uh, solid English, but, but if not Schrader runs enough. like Schrader can get a first down with his legs like more times than not, and I don't think that's what was the case with Dunchy all the time. Dunchy had a better arm, and like it's not even equipped. Like it's was you know it's not even a conversation. Like Dunchy's arm was way better, and Dunchy's arm wasn't even that good. Like it was good, but it wasn't that good. Uh, just shows you, you how bad Schrader's can be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Schrader's legs are better. But maybe you're right. Not as much, not as good as they need to be. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know what he would do be on an NFL roster, you know? Yeah, he's not, cause he, I don't think he could play another position either. Like, I think he's just, he's a Well, he played wide receiver at Mississippi State. That's true. He did do that. So maybe he could, you know, turn around and be like a Julian Edelman who played quarterback at Kent State and was obviously close to a Hall of Fame receiver. He's not actually one, but. Um, yeah, Garrett Schrader, I think, again, I, he screams XFL, CFL, or like what Eric Dungey's. I don't even know what Eric Dungey's doing now. He's selling NIL stuff, even though he's done. He's on Q Sports Talk. Oh, really? Oh, awesome. Yeah, okay, he does the program show. So I think Garrett Schrader, yeah, could eventually be a weekly guest on, on Locked On Syracuse, honestly, in a couple of years, too. But I don't know. <laughs> that would be I, awesome. I just, uh, yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Um, we would love to come, have him. He'll come for your even, jobs, honestly. Yeah, but yeah. Please, I mean, We'll we'll have him on, and I'll apologize for everything I've said. Um, not yeah. because I don't believe it, but because it it's not personal. Anything right. that we say on here, even yeah. when, uh, and this will lead back to how we started the episode. When we bring a fan on, inevitably, if that happens, even if you think I'm an idiot, I think was the quote from today for saying that a five and zero start has it's not it, changed my was, opinion. No, no, no. The quote was, they are idiots. Oh, so okay. I, I am the idiot. Okay. Bones didn't say it. I did. Uh, that a 5-0 and start has not changed my opinion of Dino Babers in terms of being able to coach a college football team. Max, last question for you. 
Has this 5-0 start changed your thoughts on Dino Babers' ability to be an effective coach outside of the fact that he has two incredible coordinators? No, not at all. It was funny you mentioned that because I was at dinner tonight with my family and my grandpa was asking, he's like, wow, you know, Syracuse 5-0 and and all that. He's like, who's their coach? Like, I'm like, Dino Babers. He's like, wow, he must be a great coach. I'm like, grandpa, they can go 12-0, and win the national championship this year. I still want him fired. Because it's so clear that those coordinators are doing the brunt of the work for Syracuse. I think Dino, like, he's a, he's a great guy. He's a, he's a guy that fires you up all the time. But I, I, I think it's the coordinators. Like, I, I, I hate to say it, but like, there's still stupid in-game decisions I see Syracuse make in terms of clock management, timeout management, and what have you. And then, like, listen, I'm a Penn State fan uh, and a Syracuse fan. James Franklin's not a great in-game coach. Like, I've always said that. However, he's an awesome recruiter. Dino Babers is neither an awesome recruiter nor a great in-game coach. So, listen, if Robert and I leaves, like, I, I would be worried for Syracuse. Now, after what they've done so far this year, I would not fire Dino Babers. I was being a little hyperbolic there. But still, like, I don't, I don't give him too much of the credit here. I really think these coordinators have done most of the work in terms of turning the, both the offense and the defense around. And, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm still not a believer in Dino Babers. Well, then Thank you, you too, just like us, are an idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, that's all the time we have on Locked On Syracuse today. Max, thank you for being here, my friend. We appreciate you. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's a dream come true coming on here. <laughs> of course. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. Go get more on the ACC. Go make Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On ACC your second listen I'm Matt. He's Owen. We see you tomorrow.